So the big question is this, how do you go from entrepreneur to entrepreneur? How do you find your definite major purpose in life and break through your limitations to achieve the life that you want to empower and inspire others? That is the question, and whatever stage you are at on your career journey, this podcast will give you the answers. My name is David Bell, and welcome to Pocket Mastermind. Welcome to another episode of the Pocket Mastermind podcast. Today's conversation is all about living a life to its fullest uh, around a career or business. Uh, so let me ask a couple of questions. Uh, do you have a list of amazing things you'd like to do, uh, but find that work or life in general just gets in the way? Um, and are you waiting until the magic retirement day to get out and see the world? Uh, well, my guest today uh, is Travis Bell, no relation put that in there uh, who has been dubbed the bucket list guy uh, and he's going to explain to us how uh, life doesn't have to be that way and we can create more fun more freedom uh, more happiness um, and it can fit around uh, the business or career so Trav a uh, very warm welcome to the Pocket Mastermind podcast. David stoked to be on g'day from Australia everybody. Yeah really good to have you um, so tell us a bit about your background how did you become the bucket list guy. Yeah, well, actually, someone called me the bucket list guy years ago, about 10 years ago. Uh, I <clears throat> I guess a real quick backstory. Um, I grew up in Ocean Grove, which is where I, I came back to um, after living in Melbourne. I'm about an hour and a half out of Melbourne. And I, uh, I started doing personal fitness training back in the mid 90s. So I was one of the first personal trainers running around Melbourne here in Australia. Started with one client. I was the first to franchise personal training in Australia. So founded and franchised a chain of personal training studios around Australia. Uh, nearly 2 million personal training sessions. Not me, but me and my 300 odd personal trainers that work under the, under that first business and um, tens of thousands of clients loved, always loved helping people. You know, it's one of my highest values and um, I grew it into a bit of a monster and I sort of, became someone that I didn't like and I a few other things went was was sort of going on in my life um sort of all got on top of me and I went through about a depression mm -hmm. and you know probably like a lot of people listening watching to to this mate you know had a little breakdown before breakthrough kind of moment and um and I uh instead of going on like heavy antidepressants I found myself going no I don't want to just get a band-aid fixed to that. I wanted to really get to the root cause. So I found myself, you know, going to personal development seminars and uh, learning all about NLP and, and positive psychology and Akagi principle, and law of attraction and all these other things. And kind of out the other side became a, became a, a life coach, I guess. And uh, even though I, I hate that term and, it was actually in one of those seminars, a friend of mine said, Hey, why don't you, why don't you teach this shit? <laughs> and, uh, and it actually helped me really, it was quite poignant because it actually helped me compartmentalize what I was going through at the time. And, and, um, a few other factors contributed it. And, uh, in, 
I saw a speaker speak um, and I, I just thought to myself, being somewhat shy compared to what I am now, I thought if I could, I, I love what he did. And I, I, for me, I thought if I could do that, I could do anything. You know, if I could do that, it would be extremely cathartic. It would also be the big domino that I would push over that would affect a lot of other areas of my life. So I put on a talk, a public seminar, um, went for three hours long. I was absolutely terrified. I nearly had to pay the 40 people that came. And I, about halfway through, I was going all right, getting some laughs. It was not too bad. <laughs> it was you know, a few aha moments as well. And I shared, for the first time, I shared the fact that I'd had a list to do before I died, actually written down since I was 18. And not a lot of people knew that about me. And I shared this list and I said, well, what about you guys? You know, do you have one of these lists to do before you die? And, and everyone was like, no, nah. I was uh, uh, the only freak in the room. So I said, well, why the hell do you get up in the morning? Why do you, why are you in business? There were some entrepreneurs in the room. Why do you want to earn money? And quite commonly it came back as, oh, I want to pay off the house, put the kids through school, do a bit of travel when I'm older. I'm like probably, and probably sicker. Mm-hmm. And so it went from a crappy seminar to a not so crappy seminar. That kind of inspired people. And right at the end of it, someone said, uh, how's all this list to do before you die stuff? It's really pumped everyone up. It's like a bucket list. You're like the bucket list guy. And I went, Pong, light bulb moment. <laughs> went home, registered the domain name, thebucketlistguy.com. And I've been doing that ever since. That was 10 years ago. Amazing. So what was it then when you when you started going to these seminars, what were the things that you really took away initially that uh, you kind of changed your mind around? Well, look, I, I, I kind of studied happiness. You know, the one of the, one of the founding principles of, you know, um, of what I do now is positive psychology, which is essentially the science of happiness, you know, how to help people, I was I was on my own discovery. I was on, on my own treasure hunt, uh, trying to work out what the hell was going on. And rather than, like I said before, putting a Band-Aid over the top of it, masking what was going I wanted to get to the root cause. And so I discovered, you know, positive psychology kept popping up, popping up, popping up. And instead of going to university and studying psychology and then positive psychology, did a bunch of courses in amongst everything else. And really that's about helping people, me at the time, find more meaning, more purpose and more fulfillment and and be more grateful. And for me, instead of becoming the happiness guy, I, uh, you know, the positive psychology guy, I, um, you know, the, the bucket list was really true to my values and the bucket list was something that I always, is a filter, that I always ran my decisions through. I still do ran, run my, um, my decisions and if I, could, if I could get a, you know, a business that kind of reflects my values, I think that's the holy grail. If, you know, if you can do what you love, you never work a day in your life, so to speak. And, um, for me, it just felt right. And I wanted something that would help me from a branding point of view, rise above the noise as well, rather than just be travbell.com. You know, I went with the bucketlistguy.com and it was really just a reflection of, of me. My, my brand is an extension of me, but it was, it, so what I teach now 
like I said, is largely founded on positive psychology, but really I studied and still do, you know, a soup of all these personal development tools. And I just wanted to add more and more of these tools. Um, there was a time, you know, like I was in one of these seminars and around about the same time, you know, the right place, right time. I partnered with this lady by the name of Deb and in these seminars, as you know, mate, you know, you, you, you say your sob story, they say theirs, we share it, we hug it out, we high five, we walk on fire together. We, you know, <laughs> you, you, you break boards and bend bars and break <laughs> arrows with your fears written on them, all that sort of stuff. And done all that, spent the money. And uh, I partnered with this lady by the name of Deb. Now Deb was in her early fifties and I gave her my story at the time with, which in comparison, my depression that I was going through at the time was really mild compared to what I've heard since and what's going on right now. Mm -hmm. You know, let's be honest. And, uh, uh, I shared my story and then Deb shared her story and, and she said, Oh, that's well and good Trav. You know, for me, I've just had a hysterectomy and I'm now cleared of cancer and I really wanted to have kids. And that's why I've stayed single as well. And I just went, Oh my God, what am I, what the hell are you bitching about, mate? You know, like in that moment, I don't know, right place, right time. Mm -hmm. I had to hear that story. And I just became in that moment, really overly grateful. I've got excellent health. I love the end product of personal training. Just the business model wasn't right for me at the time being a creative and, and it just did my head in. I let some, you know, cancerous kind of people into my life as well. And uh, I just right, right place, right time needed to hear that story from Deb. I translated it to what I was really grateful for uh, was that and everything else that led me to, to really, step up into what I'm doing today. So yeah, it's, uh, I'd love to say that my life, what I do for a living now is a reflection of a direct reflection of me and my values, which is cool. That kind of leads me on to then. So how do you, you know, that's exactly that point. The values part is how do we, because like you touched on before, the conversation you have with people, it's all—it's very much, we're all in a very similar boat, right? You kind of, unless, yeah. unless you jump on the the freedom train early doors in your life, you kind of get yeah. caught in this rat race and the wheel goes round and round and you're in a job or you're, or you're in a business and that runs you and your time runs you and it becomes, oh, I'll do that when I'm older. And, and unfortunately, we don't all get yeah. to that phase. For a lot How? of people, that's the case. Yeah. yeah. I've never worked for anyone in my life, mate. You know, like I've got no one <laughs> else amazing. to I, I, You know, they say, they say my, the, ladder, the ladder of success was up the wrong wall. I, yeah, <laughs> I built the freaking ladder. And I still wasn't happy. So I'm like, yeah, freedom. Yeah. This is, I've read all the books. I've got them all behind me. Actually, they're fake. I haven't read any of them. But um, <laughs> at the end up. of the day, I read all the. But I created the ladder, so you know, like my tat here is this, around this time is says, if it is to be, it is up to me. Nice, yeah. And so I took responsibility, ownership, and and account. I was accountable to myself, and I found myself at the time sort of using blame, excuses, mm -hmm. denying I even had a problem in the first place. So I just wanted to you know, take responsibility and it, 
and and that's what I did at that point um, and haven't looked back. But yeah, our values are our non-negotiables. You know, for me, it's health. Mm-hmm. You know, I will not let my health get to a certain level. It's just like, a, you know, or, or I will net, not let my health go down low to the point, look, because I care about it too much. I also helping others if i if i'm not actually helping others i'm i'm it's totally incongruent with who i am you know if uh, freedom if i haven't got the power of choice the freedom in my life you know i i and i'm feeling trapped i'm going against the grain you know i i'm being again incongruent with who i really am um you know, fun, adventure, if I'm not having fun, if I don't have a spirit of adventure in what I do on a day-to-day basis and creativity around that, I don't feel I'm being true to myself. Mm-hmm. So these are these are values and you can do a bunch of different exercises. I'm sure there's a, you could go to Google and, you know, put top, you know, 200 values and they're just words. And, and some, and, and they say pick, you know, three to five, pick three to five words that are m- more you, more congruent with who you are. And they're the ones that I identified at the time and then, and then went, all right, I'm going to build a business around my own values. So my work, my work and my life and my life and my work are the, exactly the same thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what you get with that's the bucket list guy. And I that, think... That's the, the dream the, place, the whole, right? That's the dream. Yeah, everyone, the holy grail. The holy grail, man, is... is Because is, um, in the personal training days, I, I trained some very, very wealthy clients, celebrities, um, billionaires, you know, and and even though we've got the money in, not everyone's happy in the right, you know, and and in the rat race, yeah, a lot lot created their own rat race. But you're right, a lot of people were stuck in the rat race, and they still are. They don't know how to get out of it. But then I saw, you know, and we still see depression, anxiety, the overprescription of antidepressants going up and up and up. The language of the rat race, Mondayitis, hump day. Thank God it's Friday. And I say, you know, uh, Sunday-itis as well. You know, oh, yeah, at big three, time. four in the afternoon on a Sunday, you start to get that. Here we go again. Yeah, you know? how many people don't sleep on Sunday night, right? Because of yeah, anxiety yeah. over Monday, it's, it's, a, it's a very and common the thing. thing. We've also got this thing called the loneliness epidemic. It's mm. actually a thing. It's a real thing. It's the adverse effect of social media. And that's having a crazy effect on mental health. If there's one thing that I want to do, mate, if there's one thing, if my mission is this, is to wake people up before they get given a use by day. Mm-hmm. Wake people up before, um, you know, they slip into depression, anxiety, over prescription of antidepressants. Life is way too short, you know, so... Myself and my coaches, we've got bucket, certified bucket list coaches now in 21 countries around the world. And our mission is to help wake people up before it's too late. It's real simple. Same mission as, as here, you know, as I was saying to you before, the, the dream more of, of Pocket Mastermind is exactly that, right? You've got to, and I say it sounds, every time I say this and I, I, I kind of preface it with the, it sounds like a cliche, 
but you've got to wake up to dream right you can't if you're in hypnosis of the day-to-day -day life how can you possibly build a vision of what you truly want most of us don't even think about what we truly want you just get on it's on you're on the hamster wheel you get up you go to work you come home you go to sleep so how do we how do you help people so with the bucket li bucket list uh, coaching well, how do you help people stick a spoke in that wheel um, and start to build head towards a life that is more fulfilling for them mate you know it's a really good question and and you know like we can all write visions and missions and even dream but that's not action yeah how it's do you, not action how just do, writing shit down do and thinking about it doesn't mean doesn't mean anything yeah right it's actually taking action so first first things first is like we I, we use the bucket list right that when when i go out and and i've done a ted talk in in um i did a tedx talk in front of two thousand people and that was actually my bucket list to do a ted talk and it's called life's too short by trav bell it's on youtube and in that i introduced and unpacked a, a concept called the my bucket list blueprint it's a 12 letter acronym for how to write a personally meaningful and holistic bucket list um so it's a 12-step program and it's a little bit like aa yeah. you you might need it a drink at the end of it but it helps people go north south east west in their own brain and helps them extract and articulate this list so and and because i saw it you know you ask most people what are your goals and you know put the kids through school do a bit of travel want to multiply up the house these are the common goals you know a lot of people think of it a bucket list is just about travel it's not and and because we live in a delayed gratification society, I'll be happy when syndrome, people paying for, you know, waiting for some day, the it perfect time comes. to come it around. Just, it never it, comes. It never, we just, we just add another thing on, on top and on top. That's it. Top, so you never That's ever it. get there. Yeah. So people, here's the, here's the, here's the real deal is, is people are sacrificing their happiness to enjoy later. We live in this delayed gratification society. You know, it, like in America, 89, 89% of people are what they call disengaged, who go to work every day. They're what they call disengaged. So what the 89% of people who go to work every day don't want the, don't like what they do. No, I'm not surprised either, uh, to be honest. Uh, the UK is nearly the same. Australia is nearly the same as well. So no wonder our depression rates are going up. No wonder mental health is a massive issue. You chuck COVID-19 on the top of it, lockdowns and quarantines, mate, we are screwed. We are, we are in a bad place. Like suicides are going up, not just, not just adults either. No. You know, you saw, you suicide, as you know, you know, is going through the roof. And, and look, you know, with this whole bucket list thing, if people are watching this, these are just tools to help you self-manage, to help you be happier now right not not wait until it's too late so step one watch my ted talk it's probably the best thing to do watch the ted talk and step two there's this thing remember remember we used to get these things do you know what this is this is what they call a pen yeah. i know it's crazy i know i know I, it's crazy i, I, I thought know. i got it's extinct just, yeah it's it's like this this old writing implement that people <laughs> used to use um before they before they did this and <laughs> it's crazy i know and it's got a, this one's got four colors i remember it, those it, pads yeah it's crazy yeah look, let's pick black <laughs> all right so what we do what we do is we uh we've got this this stuff 
paper. This is called paper. Wow. <laughs> I know, nuts. I know. It's like it's like the dark ages. So what we do is we actually we put that on there, and it makes makes it a thing. Look at that. I I, it, I, I seem to remember distant memory of this stuff happening. I know. It, we it, it writes. It's this concept called writing. Crazy thing, I know. But at the end of the day, if you actually write down your goals, people, you've got a forty-two percent more likelihood of them actually manifesting. That's old school, conscious writing of goals. Okay, not even I don't even want you to type into your iPhone or your your smartphone or your dumb phone, whatever. Just write the things down, and then you've got a forty. You might as well do it. Yeah, nearly halfway there. So write down, go through the My Bucket List Blueprint. That's the skeleton, and then take time out of your life to work on your life and put meat on the bones. Okay, write down some things on your bucket list. There's no, um, there's no right or wrong. Doesn't matter if it fits into one of those categories or not. It's about unearthing this stuff and putting it down, getting it out of your head. All right, we've got to separate your daily to-do list from your bucket list because guess which one gets done on a day-to-day basis first? And it'll keep getting done unless you separate it. Right now, your bucket list is up there with everything else list. Okay, I, I can look out like the TED talk. I can look out to you know two thousand people, you know, and uh, and I, I go, okay, who's got a bucket list? Everyone, goes, hey, yeah, I have. Okay, who's actually got one written down? Yay! Yeah. You know, it'd be about <laughs> there'd be twenty percent of the audience that put up their hand. Then there's another ten, you know, half of that twenty percent are like, yay! I go, you really haven't got your hand up, have you? You know, like you're just putting your hand up to say that you've written it down. Have you actually written it down? Yeah, no. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's 10% of the audience, and I've done this all around the world for the last 10 years, right? 10% of any audience have actually written a bucket list down, right? So I'm like, yeah, I'm still on a job. So Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, we're so busy on our to-do list that we forget about our bucket list until something dramatic or traumatic happens to us or a loved one. Here's the real deal. So it's not until we get given a use-by date that we suddenly switch priorities. Mm-hmm. And that's shit. It's Just so- like the movie, the bucket list, it was about two blokes that get given a cancer diagnosis and then they write a bucket list. That's stupid. But human beings need to be slapped that hard to wake up. So if people are listening to this, wake up. Wake up. Because you, you because if like, oh, it won't happen to me, bullshit. But it's one thing for sure, we're all going to pop it at some point. It just depends on how long, so why wait? And I think the irony is, like, you know, we live in a world where there's no delay gratification other than our future happiness, right? It makes no sense. Like, we can have everything within 30 seconds of wanting it, and we tend to prioritize that mm. over the over the future. Yeah. Yet, yeah. we don't go and take what we could have now, Anyway, and I think it's partly it's the hypnosis, yeah. right? We're kind of we're taught through school. This is what you're going to do. You go through education, you get a job, or you start a business, whatever it is. But basically, it goes work, uh, school, work, retire, dead, and we kind of blindly yeah. follow the blueprint and not and not look around at some other people that are actually living the whole of their life, not waiting to the end to fit a bit in at the yeah, end. Yeah, I think they call the the. I think they call it the 40-40-40 plan. You spend 40 years of your life working 40 hours a week to then live on 40% of what you earned at your peak. 
Makes perfect sense, doesn't it? <laughs> it's it, it is a matrix. It is it is brainwashing. You know, yeah. like and and the the sad thing about this too, David, is so many people have said to me over the years, thank you for giving me permission to dream again. It's crazy. People are dying at 40 and being buried at 80. Mm -hmm. This midlife crisis is a real thing. And I'd love to say that we give them a mid midlife awakening. Like I'm not, I'm not trying, I'm not a motivator, you know, Oh, you're a motivational speaker. I, I hate that term. It's like, mate, I'm just talking about reality. And I don't care if you like me, but I'll, you know, I, I will fed and can wake you up. I've just seen that too many in too many countries around the world. And we've got too many examples of people who've been diagnosed, you know, diagnosed or died from cancer around us. Every single person has. So how many more examples do you need? For, do we need for us to truly wake up and start to live our life deliberately, live our life on purpose and and put our own oxygen mask on first before we can help others so true so because then, that's what it's all about you know be selfish and that's cool like be self-centered yeah. this is a self leadership exercise you doing your bucket list is easy is the fun adventurous example that you want to set for your kids True. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know, the more you look after yourself, the happier you're going to be. Means you're going to be a better person to everybody else. Better everything. Contact man. with, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like you said, the the key fun, the key part of all of this is then starting to take action. So, once you've written your goals down, how do you move from that big, long kind of stream of consciousness into tangible action? Well, look, mo you know, and there's two types of goals here. There's, um, there's habit goals and achievement goals. So a, a habit goal is something that we just implement into our day-to-day -day routine. You know, drinking four litres of water today, you know, a, a day or two litres of water a day is a habit goal. Exercising every day is a habit goal. Some of those habit goals or habits can be on route on part of the journey towards an achievement goal An achievement goal is like a bucket list item. And we run around. If you, if people put, look at this ticket before you kick it, no. ticket before you kick it into uh, social media, note the B for you there kids. Um, <laughs> ticket before you kick it is if you put that into social media, you'll see a lot of our bucket list coaches and our, our bucket list clients around the world actually ticking stuff off their bucket list. That's an achievement goal. But it, um, and so my advice is to go after the thing that can give you a sense of accomplishment, you know, go after the smallest things that, that is only a decision away, you know, a phone call away and, uh, or one action away. I mean, if you want to, I don't know, give us a bucket list item, mate. What do you want to do? Oh, uh, go traveling around That's South fine. America. Let's do that. That's all right. A non-travel one. A non-travel one. Um, think about what I've got. <laughs> Things I want to do. Most of mine are, are, are revolving around travel. But actually, I think a bit like you, I'd quite like to do. Um, I'd quite like to do a talk at some point. And a bit like you said, you know, you, you were shy back then. I grew up very yep. shy, and I've been on a journey to overcome that shyness as well. So I'd love to get to a place where um, I feel I've got a strong enough message that I can deliver to an audience like that cool set a date book a venue 
Right. Apply for it. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, apply for uh, apply to be on a TEDx stage. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, tell someone that you're going to run a public event. Say it on your podcast mm-hmm. that you're going to run a public event next month. I just did, did I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, man, you know, like. Uh, and and or run a virtual event. You know that is that is the same kind of thing. Yeah. Um, the the I've mentored a lot of speakers over the years. I'm, I'm what they call a CSP, a Certified Speaking Professional. It's an accreditation in professional speaking that's globally recognised. And uh, I've been mentoring, coaching speakers uh, as as one of those, and my role in this professional speakers Australia. And uh, I've my advice to anyone who wants to be a public speaker is to actually like book a venue and tell people, pay money, book a venue, tell people, don't care when it is, just do it. And then there's that is an accelerated learning technique that you can't back away from. Mm-hmm. You got to publicize it, and now you've got if it's two months out, now you've got two months to create a talk and get friends, family, and fools to turn up. Doesn't matter, make it you know, get someone to uh take photos, get someone to video it, and then you're now you're a public speaker. That's exactly what I did. It's a great shout. I'm gonna do it, and like I'm a big it. believer in it. I, I'm a big believer in that me- uh, mechanism, you know, it, whether it's, um, you know, education and stuff. I'm a big believer in actually, you know, buy the stuff um, because A, you'll get great value and because it's pretty relatively cheap, no matter what you tend to invest in. Do your research and find the find good stuff. But mm. I think by paying for something, um, it gives money. you much more impetus to actually follow it through, take the, take the learnings from mm. it. Well, what I like, I like this saying is when people pay, they pay attention. When they pay more, they pay more attention. So, um, so it's actually about any energy transference too. So now your attention is on that. And so a bucket list item, a bucket list item is not just about writing a simple list and then going and doing it. It's really made about how a person reverse engineers every aspect of their life in order to make this stuff come to fruition. It's a growth of you on the journey towards these destinations now that is the most important part of this. Um, you know, uh, and it's how, yeah, how you grow on that journey. More, more importantly, though, it's, a, it's about the person that exists on the other side, mm-hmm. the person that you do not know yet. And that's called our potential. And when we see our potential, we're in experience and feel our potential. That puts a smile on our face. That's happiness. You know, that, that other person on the other side of your bucket list is the, the person that I want you to get excited about in the, oh, I want you to think about that and anchor that in the face of fear. Mm-hmm. Like who will David Bell be? The, ver- the bigger version of him at the end of that talk. And, and people clapping it out and people recommending you to do other ones. If you've got, and, and if anyone has got, like yourself, if anyone's got a willingness to teach and to educate 
and you've got some stories, some really inspirational stories, how dare you not tell those stories? How dare you not tell those stories out to the general public because there's someone, normally our former self, that is out there wanting to hear from you and your story could be the thing that flips their life upside down in a great and positive way. How dare you sit on the richness of these stories? Yeah, that apply, and, and I would I'd echo that. It applies to pretty much everybody. Everybody has their own unique experience of navigating life and you've overcome something that somebody else is trying to overcome now. And I think we all tend to hold back thinking, oh, no one's going to be interested in anything I've got to say. You know, when I first, it was interesting, when I first started the podcast um i put a, a message out on social saying anybody i know if you're if you've come and share i know loads of people that have done lots of great things if you want to mm. come and share your story come and talk zero everyone i approached directly and said hey do you want to come and talk about what you've done yes so everyone took the assumption that no one would want to hear what they want to hear about but if they were asked to do it they want to do it they're happy to come and do yeah. it and i think you've got to you've got to understand that what you've whatever you've done or been through somebody can benefit from that experience i love the saying you know we're all and, and this thing that sucks about social media is we're all comparing our behind the scenes footage with someone else's highlights real yeah exactly so true and and um when you get out of your own way and start to really uh look the reptilian brain uh, that we all have that protects us from fear. You know, that's the thing like uh, that says you are, who do you think you are? What, who do you think you are? Start a podcast, you know, to do a book, you know, to do a public event. Who the hell do you think you are? You're, you're only, you know, you're only David Bell, mm. you know, like, like, do you think you're Tony Robbins? Like sit down, mate. Like, like what, what gives you the right to think, you know, that's not your thing. Stay in the, stay in the shell. You'll always have that. No matter how big you go out there, how big you go, how big a game you play, you'll always have that, that fear, that voice of doubt, no matter what. That's actually part of us. It's inbuilt. Mm -hmm. The coach said this to me once. He said, all right, you're always going to have it. You're always going to have it. It's designed to keep you safe. So you keep on reproducing. You don't do no harm to this thing called a body and a brain. So it's always going to be there. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Book by Susan, Susan Jeffries. You don't really have to read the book. It's just feel the fear and do it anyway. Coach said to me, go out and start helping people. Go out and start helping lots of people. Do it for free. Just go, on out, go out and help them. You're doing that through your podcast already. Go out there and help them. Before you know it, you go out and help enough people, their voice of encouragement, their positive reinforcement, their, the positive vibes and referrals and testimonials that you'll get from them. Before you know it, that'll be too loud for you to ignore and that'll drown out the inner voice and no true word has been spoken. It's so, it's so true. Um, our fear is the is it tends to be fear of fear right you know and we all do it every even if you're consciously aware of it there'll still be times where you have to interrupt it i still i still definitely do more often than not you kind of even though you're conscious that it's 
it's a it's bullshit fear it's it still gets you doesn't it you know it's still it will always come back and you well, see big blue chip ceos are still have like imposter syndrome and and stuff you, you think totally. these guys are flying but they've got the same doubts as everyone else yeah one of the one of the best i mean guiding you know <laughs> guiding tools that we've got is if you do feel fear when you do go to make a decision that is actually the signpost to you changing your life it's growth happening like that is it that is a signpost you must go here you must do this because on the other side is the bigger version of you that i want you to get i want people to get excited about that and and i've just had you know one of the one of the biggest regrets that people have you know i want people to live a regret free life rather than a regret full life one of the biggest regrets that we have is i wish i lived a life true to myself not what others expected of me mm -hmm. i wish i live a life true to myself not what others expected of me and that's from bronnie wears the top five regrets of the dying book no that one, is actually the number one fear i'm not yeah and no one's ever no one's ever said god i wish i'd spent more time at the office you know, no, the happen. reason I did, the reason I got into, uh, got into public speaking because it was actually the world's number one fear. People would rather get eaten by fucking sharks. Yes. Like it's, it's not, people would rather get what, what, what's the saying? People would rather be in the box than give the eulogy. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's for, that for me. And it has had a massive ripple effect you know, in my life because I went after that and, and I was shit when I started. Oh my God. And now, and now not so, <laughs> not, <laughs> not as much, but I still, you know, like, like you just, you just got to just get out of your own way. It's a constant evolution of just getting out of your own way. So for on that subject of fear, and I think, you know, as we're talking about this and, and we're talking about um, what we touched on before around, you know, you're on the hamster wheel. You you're going around and around. Right. Okay. So you start. You break. You break the cycle. You start. Do the smallest thing. Do the smallest yeah. thing that you how, can yes, do. Yes, I was going to say. How do you start to kind of evolve your life? Like, because if you're in a job that's really shit and you hate, like you say, like eighty nine percent of people there or thereabouts yeah. are in jobs they hate. How what's how do you start to kind of change that so that actually work doesn't become your your life. The thing I found when I got out of the corporate world and the thing that I enjoyed the most was actually I, I now have seven days in my life rather than two and five where there was other stuff happening. Now I can work yeah. any day of the week. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, I work mm. when I want to work and, and when there's stuff mm. to do and I can be free when I want to be free. And that's that's the most freeing thing that I ever found. But how does it, how do other people kind of... Look, work, I, work, I, think a lot of, uh, I think a lot of people fuck this up is they, they, they hate doing what, what they're doing so much that they, they you know, they, they go to a seminar on a weekend and they say, you know, quit your job and go to, you know, monetize, find out what your passions are and go and monetize your passion. Fuck it, quitting on Monday. I hate this thing. I'm gonna go and, you know, go into, go into small business for myself and I love dog training. And so I'm gonna go in and start, start a dog training business. Cause I love dogs. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, hey, before you do that champ, here's what I want you to do. This is 
understand the love to have to seesaw, right? I'd love to be a full-time dog trainer, but I, I, this is my have to. I've got to keep the lights on. I've got to keep food on the table. I have to go to work because we live on an economic planet. Yeah. And so, um, so I have to pay the bills. All right, but I really want to do. I really want to do this. This is my love to. I went to the seminar and and they told me to quit that one and then just start that one. That's how it's meant to work, isn't? It? No, eighty percent of businesses fail in the first year, five years, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, because people do this. Mm -hmm. They hate what they're doing so much that they don't. They don't do. They do it suddenly and they don't do it gently. So. Go to the seminar, get all rah-rah, get fired up, but suck it up and, and then create the plan. How are you going to make cash? How are you going to leverage and, and slowly build this business? Because then you find some flexi time and you have to, some stay at home, you know, working online just a little bit more, et cetera, et cetera. Go from five days a week to three. What does that look like? Find some flexibility. Meanwhile, you're building up some cash flow on, on your love to here will be the busiest time in your life. Mm -hmm. You're still doing, you have to, you're making some bank and you've, you, you're spending a lot of time on your love to systemizing that. And then there's going to become this rocky time here where you might get slung shot back, not too hard. Fuck it. Go back to where I was. <laughs> a lot of people do that. Yeah. But there'll be that confidence time in your life when you go, you know what? We're on a roll here and maybe the, this quarter, maybe the next quarter is giving me proof enough, proof of concept enough that I can go full time in my love to and quit my have to. But people don't do this, do they? Very rarely. Yeah, they hate it. Yeah, it's the, it's they the hate it so point. much. Exactly. It's the they have point. not set up a foundation, a, a business foundation yet. You know, um, uh, the planning and everything, you know, your, your job, your business, the, the security that you've got in your, in your job right now, even though you might hate it, you still got security. So it's not what you do on nine to five. It's what you do from five to nine. Yeah. That's where the planning comes in for your, for your, your love to business. That's, that's where you're planning. That's where you're building it up. And, uh, you know, people should take advantage of that. Oh, you mean I'm going to work from like nine to five during the day and then work from what five at night to nine. But what about everything? You know, th this concept of life balance is bullshit. Yeah. It, it's never worked. Get obsessed about your love to and just do whatever it takes to make it successful and suck it up. Yeah, uh, the thing a lot of people end up saying is... You can, well, get balance, you, can get, you can get balance and time off at the fucking end, you know? Like, put, <laughs> exactly. Three, like, you, honestly, these not, people go, oh, work-life balance. And yeah. It's the but biggest there's like, no, shit there's ever. No, there's no life balance. All it is is, oh, yeah, I need to wind down, relax, blah. I, I guarantee you when, you, when you do something that's more fulfilling, you'll sleep a darn sight better than if you watch TV. <clears throat> right you go to bed and you think actually i've achieved something the stuff that keeps you from sleeping is the the subconscious background stress of being miserable um mm. and try to numb it with some crap tv mm. program do something productive there's nothing more there's nothing more fulfilling and than than growing and feeling like you're moving forwards on something mm. 
Yeah, yeah. So that's that's a that's a three year business plan right there. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> you should trade or one year. Yeah, it yeah, depends how pissed off you are. The <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and the other thing I'd add on to that is that kind of like when you're you're building up that cash reserve is cut your costs. You don't you if you're going to be planning on moving into um, setting up your own business reduce your reduce your liabilities right car payments and shit that you don't need is going to make your life more difficult I, and i know people that have done this you kind of try going into setting up a business with debts and credits that could have been eradicated beforehand and it just puts more stress on you you've got more more of a hole to fill before you're surviving yeah, I mean, uh, live on fuck all while you while you're building your business. As simple as that, you know. Yeah. Don't don't expect to pay yourself a salary that you were getting from your other job. Like like in the first, it, certainly in the first one year, two years, maybe the third year. Um, then you can get it up, you know. Like, um, but it, you know, you got to factor in your expenses when you start any business anyway. Your your own personal salary. The beautiful thing about business um, is you can write most of the stuff off most of your expenses off anyway um into your business which you uh beforehand you couldn't yeah that's another the other rule of entrepreneurship right is uh pay yourself first <laughs> that's the that's the benefit yeah, and, and you're an employee you don't get to do the, the tax man and gets, here's the right? thing yeah and here's the thing mate look if you're not aware by now um my bucket list has been a tax deduction for the last 10 years pretty smart so my 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 accountant still to this day says trav you're not as dumb as you look but now our the cool thing about it that's been paid forward so now we've got nearly 100 coaches around the world and we're building 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 and now their bucket list is also a tax deduction Hmm. smart because they're a certified bucket list coach and and them doing that in front of the Eiffel Tower or them doing that at Machu Picchu or them doing that, you know, shark diving here in Australia, that is actually a tax deduction because that's social media marketing, isn't it? Genius. <laughs> Genius. There's always something else. Uh, any other tips and advice you give to um, people looking to kind of get off that hamster wheel and, and get a more fulfilling life? Look, you know, like as they say in uh, forex trading, um, you've got to create what is your what is going to be your stop loss. What I mean by that is how much more can you tolerate? If you can tolerate it, if you can tolerate it, then then cool. But but plan if you if you're planning to go to something else, then then plan it out. Um, you know. But here's the thing, you know, we, we have in Australia, we call them whinge and poms. Uh, you probably call it whinge and Aussies. You know, like <laughs> yeah. we're, we're, I mean, you guys sent us, you sent all the convicts to a remote. Know, we got it the wrong way around, didn't we? <laughs> a remote, remote tropical island. Thanks for that. Yeah. But um, all the bad people to a remote <laughs> tropical island in the middle of the Pacific. No, thanks. But, uh, you know, <laughs> on behalf of all Australians, that, um, but the point being, you know, everyone's got their own tolerance level on, on what they can put up with. 
question, is it going to be another year that you can do? Is it going to be another six months? Is it going to be another year? Is it going to be another two or three years that you can tolerate? The last thing that we want is for you and last thing your mates and your family and your kids and your spouse and your everything, the last thing that people want is you complaining all the time, all the time. And you may have for years just complaining and bitching about your, your lot in life when you have the power to fucking change it, right? If you're finding yourself for the last three months, six months, one year, 10 years, even more complaining about your lot in life. And actually I'm talking to my dad here is do something about it because people who you are whinging to, they've already got their own problems. They don't need your shit. All right. If you're going to complain about it, then do something about it. But whatever you do, don't keep complaining about it and don't chain and, 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 and don't change, don't do anything about it. No one needs that shit. You know, like nothing worse. I can't tolerate it and I'm getting too old, too gray. <laughs> yeah. And really both. <laughs> if people are, compl- you know, consistently complaining about their lot in life and not doing, not taking action towards the positive, I will shut them down. Like not, there's nothing worse. Like part of their identity is just to bitch and complain, shut the fuck up and do something about it. Honestly, no, like we've got, the world's got enough problems. They don't need your shit on top of it unless you've got the balls to go and do something about it. Yeah, I'm a motivational speaker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I love the message. I think I'm getting hungry. It's like yeah. six o'clock here at night. I'm thinking on a Monday night, maybe I'm getting hangry now. No, I love that. I, so, I, I completely agree. I love the message because we do have so much more control than I think um, we're either led to believe or we've taught ourselves to believe and we think that this is our thing and this is it. Yeah. But we don't have to be reactionary. We can be Back proactive yourself. and we can just get out and do something one little thing at a time and it snowballs and it snowballs so fast. It's, it's kind of like personal development rhetoric at the end of the day, but you know, like if you, if you, you know, you check in with yourself, if you find, if you're finding yourself really playing above the line, below the line um, as opposed to above the line and you find yourself in your own language, and that's in your own head as well. Maybe not even what you're saying out, out to other people. If you're finding yourself blaming, you know, if, if you find yourself blaming, using excuses or even denying that there's a problem in the first place, you're a victim. All right? Just, just you are a victim to what's going on. You are COVID's bitch. You are the, the economy's bitch. You are the bitch of the environment that you've found yourself in. I'm sorry, but you are a victim. Let that sink in. But if you flip it, if you go, you know what? Like I said, enough is enough. I'm going to draw a line in the sand and I am sick. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I am sick of complaining. I'm sick of using excuses. I know there's a problem and I've just been denying it up until this point. It's like I was in personal training, right? Um, I'm not fat. I'm not fat. I'm not fat. You're fucking fat. <laughs> yeah. But this, this is the thing we, we fucking, also live in a world know, of a lack I, of honesty. Oh, no. <laughs> money, money is not important. You're fucking poor. Yeah. All right? You're on the public. Like, like, 
Um, oh, I don't need a partner. I'm strong. You are fucking lonely. All right. No one wants to be around you. You're you're repelling the world. Like, like at what point are you going to go? Well, fuck. Reality is reality. I'm going to take responsibility. I'm going to flip this shit. I'm going to flip the script and I'm going to take responsibility. I'm going to be accountable to myself and I'm going to take 100% ownership over my lot in life. And that includes the information or the, the, the things that you say to yourself when you are by yourself. Like when is enough going to be enough people in every area of your life? When are you going to say Fuck this. You know, here's the thing, and, and I know that the family can hear me here because everyone's working from home. Um, we made a pact at the start of this whole lockdown, COVID-19 and everything else. We made a pact, um, especially Tracy, my partner, and I. We've both got our own businesses, obviously. Um, we made a pact to come out of this whole mess, these lockdowns and everything else going on, better in every single area in our life. Health, wealth, income, business as parents as well. I've got four kids. Parents, uh, both as partners as well, to be closer and to be stronger and basically to go, you know, fuck you. It's powerful. Not be And not be its bitch, man. You know, like we are getting thrown the biggest stuff biggest of biggest tests right now aren't we 100 percent. and it's and, and we are we're near are done early. right it's going on and on and on this oh, thing mate, we are wavering like our yeah. mindset i've you know i found myself getting into a dark hole again i'm like dude i'm not i can't go backwards you know we've got so much momentum in this COVID 19 you know everything changed and you know for me it was april april and may i went shit you know this is this is hardcore where is my mindset at? And I just, you know, I let things get on top of me like everyone did, I think, is, you, you know, we like to think, oh, I'm the most positive person in the world. Dude, when you, when stuff gets layered on top of you mm-hmm. like this, you're just like, whoa. And I just, we made a pact and was enough is enough, you know? Like, let's switch off the fucking news. Yeah. Let's stop watching the stats. Let's stop hanging around with other people where the fucking sky is falling every day and just choose, choose on our inputs and choose how we react. And we all have the power to do that. And I think now is a perfect time for people to reset, recalibrate, find their true north. Let's use this bucket list as a bigger picture bunch of whys to get out of bed in the morning, a reason why is to get out of bed in the morning and let's set up our businesses to produce the time flow and the cash flow for us to do the things that we want to do. Double bonus. If you actually love what you do and you find meaning and purpose and you're of service to other people, I think that is a business. That is a vehicle job or business or career. That is the Holy grail. It spits out the time flow and the cash flow and you're doing something meaningful and it's hitting your internal rule book, your values. I think that's the holy grail. And I think right now we've got the opportunity to take time out of our lives to, to really you know, set a course and then stop living by default and live by our total design. 
Yeah, I hope that um, a lot of people have used this as an opportunity to really assess what's important to them. You know, is lots of people have uh, have been had a break from the commute for the first time for a very long yeah. time, and I think that in itself has really hit home with people. Actually, I've got another two, three, four hours in a day that I could do other stuff. Hell do I, I was suddenly yeah. I've got extra extra life. It's, yeah. it's, it's amazing. So. I hope that people hmm. have been able to take that time for that purpose. And, and, and people got to give themselves credit too. You know, yeah. um, there's a lot of people that go around talking about resilience and this sort of thing. Dude, we've all been resilient during this. Yeah. We've, still, we've, still we've, here, we've right? <laughs> but in no time in history have we had to adapt, innovate, um, and radically collaborate what like we and and just for, fail forward faster we're all working out this online world we're all working out how technology works our one two year maybe five year business plan had to happen in seven days <laughs> we were all offering offline workshops and you know like me as a speaker I'm running around the world as a bucket list guy there's no big events there's no freaking travel <laughs> so I'm like living my, you know, living the bucket list from my house, <laughs> you know, like, like that business just went into the toilet, but now we're, we're I'm now I'm doing online presentations and, and helping remote work teams find their why and get, get positive and focusing largely on mental health. And I love doing this stuff. So we've all had to adapt. We've all had to innovate, you know, and I think people need to give themselves a massive pat on the back as well, because, We've got homeschooling. You know, people have got to be really happy with themselves that they've got through this far. Fuck, what else can they do? Mm -hmm. Given these punches to the face, what else can they do? Like, don't just take this as, oh, geez, remember back in COVID days, we got smashed and we just got through that. Dude, you, you know, people are being so resilient now. And they, they need to be, they need to get motivated by their actions because they've already taken actions and, and, and let's map this circumstance into other areas of our lives. It's a, right? that's, a, that's an important aspect. You've got to be able to reflect. Otherwise you feel like you're never going anywhere. And I think like you just said, if you just said to anybody, right, this is mm. what you're going to do for the next three, four, five months. Everyone said, I can't do that. It's too hard. It's too hard. Can't do that. Suddenly, we, suddenly we all survived, right? So it shows that you can done. do We've stuff done way more difficult than you ever thought oh. you, you ever could. So like you say, so what else could I do? I mean, most other things are probably going to be a walk in the park compared to trying to work from home, homeschool, all of the list of a million things that people have been juggling throughout the day. Like, seriously, Doing something yeah. else is probably not that hard. Give yourself credit. Give yourself a pat on the back. So when when David, you know, when David does his first public speaking extravaganza, <laughs> um, I'm going to call it the extravaganza. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. A, you can only let people down from that point on. <laughs> there's magic tricks. There's 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 uh, there's oh, the dog and pony show. The um, but at the end at the end of the day. <laughs> Um, if we can do this collectively, um, we can do anything. I, I think we can do anything. And, and, and uh, I think people listening, watching to this, may, you know, use this as, a, as like a, a big sign of, fuck yeah, I can do whatever I want. Uh, you know, if I can get through this, I can get through anything. 100%. Right, before we uh, wrap up and tell everyone where they can find you, 
got a few quick questions I want to fly through. So first sure. one, uh, do you have a morning routine? If you do, what does it look like? It does. Um, I, uh, I'm big on this. So my, I call it my launch sequence actually. And I am, um, I get up, if I don't get my, um, my long black coffee within 15, 15 minutes to 20 minutes, um, I'm an arsehole. I'll just straight up. I'm, 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 no, I've got to get that. I've got it. Now, first things first is, um, and I've broken the, I've literally broken this down into what I call launch sequence. I've written it down. Um, Tracy and I are really big on this because we are running our own business. So that we've got no boss. We've got no, we don't have to, no one's setting an alarm for us. We don't have to get on a commute. You know, um, we've done. Not to get up, wouldn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, so you gotta, you gotta, you gotta create your own rules, and I think that's where a lot of people have had to adapt in these last few months. Is create their own rules. Not everyone's good at this, but it's kind of what what entrepreneurs do. We have to. Um, so yeah, coffee, and then we're we're we're, uh, we're we're fasting as well, so we don't get up and just have breakfast. We get into um, first meals around eleven o'clock. Um, I, I largely a carnivore as well, so it's mainly meat, um, which helps with ketosis. Mm. Anyway, there's a whole other fucking thing behind that. Um, if I don't ride in the morning, I'll probably eat earlier. I, I get, like to get up and, and have rides, but that's not happening at the moment with a group of mates. Um, get up, walk around the beach. I live literally, the beach is like just there, so... We do a little walk, get the coffee, which is awesome. Uh, map out uh, the day before. I've written my daily to-do list. I've identified my three what we call what I call MVPs, most valuable priorities. I use the Full Focus Planner here by Michael Hyatt. That's a ninety-day ninety-day action plan or ninety-day planner. Identify the top three MVPs. These are the big dominoes that I need to push over. Normally, if they've got money and time and money, you know, there's a lot of money attached to them or, or they've got time pressure attached to them, I'll time block those into about, uh, depending on what they are, but I'll time block those into the day. I'll structure my structure my meetings all around making sure that I get that to-do list, my to-do list done before I, before anyone else's. Um, so I've, I've helped, on, I, I, personally coach a lot of um, C-level executives and other founders around this this whole productivity principles and what I call work-life blend coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I practice all this. I've hacked into it. A um, lot more where that came from. But at the end of the day, that launch sequence is uh, pretty down pat, you know, right to you know, we'll, we'll knock off tonight and I write five, five gratitudes before I go to bed every single night, old school pen and paper that helps me reflect on, and this will be one of them, mate. This has been a great talk and I'll, I'll reflect on the day that I had and reflect on the, the great things that happened during my day, the little victories and the real happiness moments. Um, and that's how I can switch off my monkey mind and, and go to bed and, um you know have a good night's sleep a happier sleep so launch sequence right through to end sequence yeah i do have it pretty planned out 
nice i I i'm a big fan of the gratitude thing i i I tuned into this um i don't know a couple of years or so ago when i suddenly realized that it's impossible to feel anything than positivity and happiness while being grateful right so look and i think it it partly came from uh victory frankel man's search for meaning it was kind of like actually victor frankel yeah, because it's like you suddenly realize that uh, if you can be happy in that situation through finding yeah. pleasures and gratitudes, then you can do it in any situation, right? It's yeah. always something yeah. to be grateful for. Yeah, so my rules are it's easy to write three. It's a, you, you've got to switch on. You've got to switch on a whole other part of your brain to do five. Yeah. And here's the rules, guys. So if you write, you've got to write them down, not put them in your phone, but actually write them for. I am grateful for. Reflect. I like to do them at the end of the day. Um, I don't do any journaling as such, and a lot of other people do that. I do meditation as well during the middle of the day. Um, uh, I, I bookend at the end of my day um, with uh, – we do – uh, weight training in you know, our gym um, at the end of the day, and that helps you go from work to sort of life. Mm-hmm. Um, helps to uh, you know pattern interrupt. Um, but yeah, writing five. I've done that since going through depression. So, and the rules are the other rule are you got to do five, but you're not allowed to repeat your gratitudes ever again. So if you say I'm really grateful for my, for my family, you're not allowed to say that ever again. So no. it forces you to look at the smallest little details. That's That's a, I love that tip, and I, I, yeah, I agree with the five, five of everything, right? If you try and think of five things that went well, five things that you could improve, or five, it gets you thinking a bit more. Because, like you say, three super easy, right? You can make them up on the spot, yeah. but five becomes yeah. more difficult. If you want to really test yourself, try doing ten, because that then yeah. <laughs> that's, that's where yeah. creativity really comes in. Um, yeah. Three books you'd recommend, and why? Um, well, happier. By Tel Ben Shahar. Um, he helped me. This book helped me actually identify my uh, my uh, bucket list guy and step into that even more. He's got a process in here. It's called the MPS process. Three intersecting circles and a Venn diagram. M, P, and S. What gives you meaning? What, it, what gives you pleasure? And what are your strengths? In the middle is your calling. So I did this and I got motivational speaker. I'm like, that's my calling. But uh, he's a positive psychologist, studied under Martin Seligman and uh, was a really good book at the time. Nice. Still is. Um, uh, Grant Cardone, here we go. I love this. Grant Cardone, be obsessed or be average. So that just gave me license to be obsessed about freaking everything <laughs> um, and scrap this whole idea of work-life balance that doesn't, doesn't exist. Uh God, what else? Um, I'll because I mentioned it before. Top five regrets of the dying by Bronnie Ware. There it is. Um, mate, I've got a truckload. Um, That's why it's always hard to pick three because uh, there's so many yeah. books out there. Uh, my, um, list, my list is always growing, particularly because I ask these questions. <laughs> God damn it! What am I reading at the moment? I'm looking forward. Yeah, it depends on a time and a place. So yeah, this I'm 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 actually ticking stuff off my bucket list at the moment, and that is to read fifty-two books in a year. That's a, it's actually a ch- ultimate challenge that I've set for myself. So, 
because I'm also CEO, founder CEO of uh, certified bucket list coaches around the world. Last year, a couple of years ago, actually, I um, I read that uh, the average CEO reads 52 books a year. So guess what I'm <laughs> want to be better at being a CEO. So fuck it's hard. reading. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, the, the the books are, done one a week, isn't it? I go to a, I go to a bookshop or go to you know like oh you you know mate of mine recommends a book. I like how thick is it? So I'm looking for books that are like this thin now. <laughs> you know, like I started off, you know, started yeah. off it, and so, now I'm down to the just so, so I can knock them out. Something like uh, Tony Robbins, <laughs> Money Master, the game. That thing's a beast. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, nothing too technical. Um, do they do one-page books? I don't know. Yeah, I, I'll maybe you should write one. Of it. It. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What about three um, other people to follow or listen to? Uh, uh, who I like listening to. Um, yeah. For me, I like Grant Cardone. Um, he's uh, he's good. Uh, um, and and the good thing of it is uh, the the guy Mark Wright, who run, runs Climb Online over there in the UK, who's gets uh, is in business with Lord Alan Sugar. Mark Wright, who won the, the Aussie guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he won The Apprentice. He's a mate of mine. And uh, I just did a talk for their company, actually, just the other day. Um, he uh, he hung out and did a speaking tour with Grant, with Grant and uh, said he was a great guy and, you know, he's a real deal. And I think the, the cool thing about that is, uh, and, and if you don't know Grant Cardone, wrote the, wrote the, uh, wrote the 10X rule, big property guy, uh, what weeds when i first come across it um i thought he's a total wanker but uh you know he's just he's just out there and he just doesn't give a shit so yeah. i like that um also i like tim ferris i mean i on my bucket list was to meet tim ferris so i had lunch with tim ferris of the four <laughs> hour work week yeah how did you manage so that? i um yeah so i had i had lunch with and he's a he's a really good guy really down to earth not full of himself. Um, so reading the, when he came out with the four hour work week, um, that was a really poignant book for me because I had all of these gyms all around Australia and I had the, the leases for all of them. So I was up to my eyeball in all these commercial leases. And then I read his book and I'm like, Oh fuck, I'd love to run. I'd love to run shit from a hammock one day, yeah. you know? So, <laughs> so I, uh, I, that helped me uh, make decisions about my life and, and why I do what I do now. So I told him all this and, and, uh, and I had lunch with him, um, Tim Ferriss and, uh, one, two, three, um, geez, who else? That'll do one, two, three. You want the third one? Um, oh, look, my, uh, probably my business partner who's been really influential, uh, who wrote these books. So his name is Brad Sugars. Um, he is founder CEO of Action Coach, which is a big global business coaching franchise around around the world. Uh, I think they're in 73 countries, nearly 2,000 business coaches worldwide. And it was him that invited me to do a talk down in South Africa to their top uh, top coaches at their global conference a few years ago. And after doing a good job, he, he came up to me and said, great job. Have you thought about 
allowing other people to teach you stuff. I'm like, no, no, I'm the bucket list guy. This is what makes me special. And he said, no, I think you could really, uh, I think you could license this out. Um, let's talk about going into business together. Hmm. Um, so about six months after that conversation at the start, January, at the start of January, yeah, January, 2018, um, we set up bucket list coach and for two and a half years, and now we're in 21 countries. We've got bucket list certified bucket list coaches all around the world. Amazing. How so hats off to Brad. He's a smart, smart guy. And to be validated by a guy like that, who they say is uh, one of the top business coaches in the world. You know, he's written eight, 18 books on business. He's got all these other business coaches around the world. And uh, he taught, I was, I was, I had an action coach before I even met Brad. So, uh, and for him to validate my idea, um, is, has been pretty cool. So, you know, with, with bucket list coach, we're on a mission to rebrand life coaching and to make more life coaching more tangible, cooler, more accessible to more people, not as, uh, not as weird. So a bunch of his business coaches have also become bucket list coaches. Nice. Uh, three habits or disciplines that you've implemented into your life uh, that you think have made the biggest difference to you? Um, my phone is facing downwards. Um, turned off notifications. Um, so I'm always present to the people that I'm talking to. I'm not getting pinged. I... Um, I choose, uh, you know, so I, I choose my habits around social media. I choose my habits around, around, uh, you know, uh, around being present. You know, our presence or our attention is our most valuable commodity these days. Um, so I've, I practice that for my kids, for my partner, for, for people I'm doing business with, uh, for things like this as uh you know presence is everything um implemented uh and again it's uh realizing how i can how i how how i take time out for myself in amongst everything that i'm doing so um really putting in uh you know making sure that i'm deliberately I have to put it into my schedule. Otherwise my schedule gets taken up by my team and everything, but, um, cycling, you know, weight training most nights, um, surfing. These are all me time activities and I actually schedule that. So I schedule me time as, as, and as important meeting as I would with my biggest sale. Important. In business or biggest thing in business. Important, particularly when you're running your own business, because it's very easy to uh, let that bit slide. You think, yeah. oh, so scheduling me time really important. I think that's that'll do. Uh, three tools. So on a similar thing, on a thing really, kind of three tools, systems, apps, services that you now use that you couldn't live without. Uh, certainly Zoom. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Even though we're all zoomed out at the moment, um, yeah, TikTok, not. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I can see, see you TikTok. 
Like that. Um, so what else? Uh, let's go here. Uh, look, you know, I've got Zoom. I've got HubSpot, which is our, our backend CRM that I use. Um, and uh, what else? God, I don't know, mate. Um, we use Stripe. We use to take money online. Mm-hmm. Uh, we use a shitload of apps. Yeah. Yeah, peeps. Zoom. Zoom's there it is. Po- <laughs> yeah, Zoom. <laughs> top of the pops at the moment, I think, for most of us, particularly doing this. Yeah, but I think I think um, apps like Calendly have uh, yeah, been true. great or... Um, you know, like we use, I use meetings in HubSpot, which is the same sort of thing. And, and that's a game changer. No need for a PA. Yeah. Massive help. Uh, last yeah. question. If you could spend an hour with anybody dead or alive, who would it be? Um, it'd probably be Grant, to be honest, at this point in time. Uh, I don't, I've met Sir Richard Branson. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, I've met I've met I've met some pretty cool people, and uh, and I've I've yeah. So I, I um, the old thing is is, and I'll meet him one day. It's like I don't I don't bow down to too many people these days. Everyone's accessible, and I'm I'm tra- traveling in the same some of the same circles as as he. So it's just only a matter of you know, it's only a matter of time that he'll get to meet me. Um, that's how we're going to put it. I like that. Uh, <laughs> it's all in the framing. It's all in the framing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm sure it. meeting me is on his bucket list. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not. The, um, but yeah, probably Grant. Um, I'd love to meet Donald Trump for some weird reason. Because <laughs> everyone says see whether he's, it, he's see not. Whether it's, all the real, whether it's the real deal. Well, people are, people say that he's like a really smart switched on funny guy in real life um but he's just a a dickhead on on in in media and but but and half the stuff that he says is sarcasm he's just taking the piss i'd so, love if it's true i really would yeah yeah i just that'd be more of a fascination <laughs> thing rather than a modeling <laughs> yeah. um uh kelly slater as well mm-hmm. nice yeah. 11-time world surfing champ, Kelly Slater. So, yep, yet to meet. Oh, oh the, other, the other one, sorry. Probably above all, Elon Musk. Now, that would be interesting. Yeah. That yeah. would be interesting. So, yeah. I'll give you, you a four on that one. It's been awesome. So let everyone know where they can track you down uh, if they want to yeah. follow you or find out more about coaching and all the rest of it. So. Well, probably the best, uh, the, my, my, my social media drug of choice these days, who knows if, if, it'll, if it'll last, but it's probably Instagram, which is uh, uh, Um or if it's on uh, sorry, Facebook and, and LinkedIn, travbell-thebucketlistguy. People can also email me if they want. Um, happy to be of service that's trav at the bucket list com. dm me so i don't know how do people get in contact with uh email me go through you you know what i'd love uh, what i what i challenge everyone to do is 
watch my TED talk, write down your bucket list and send it to me or, or post it up online and tag it, tag me in it. Um, we're working on a little project at the moment. And I encourage people to do that. Nice. Mm. Mm. And you too, mate. I will. I will. You too. Uh, mate Rock thank on. you thank you so much for your time um and thanks everybody else who's uh, everybody's been i listening. didn't give my website i'm the bucket the bucket yeah, go, get, get bucket yeah the bucket well, and my and i have totally link. forgot about my other business i'll have i'll have links yeah <laughs> i'll have links to everything so don't worry when when anyone listening to this now um if you want to hear more uh, you want to be able to follow trav then i'm going to have links uh, go to pocketmastermind.com and you can find everything that you need. Um, but until yeah, next time, uh, have a great time, have a great day, and thanks again, Trav. Cool, mate. Thanks, Apes.